Miamians and listeners from around the world, welcome to another episode of Miami Global Net, where you get to know your business and international community here in our global city. Today is very exciting. I have Loop Media visiting visiting from Spain. I have the two co-founders, Santiago Cabanas, the CEO and co-founder, and Manolo Jimenez, the CTO and co-founder. Loop Media, you know, what they do is it's a platform that gives writers the tools to create and publish online without the large barriers or filter bubbles. So welcome, welcome Loop Media, Santiago, Manolo to the show and to share this value with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So first question I have for you guys is what has been one of the biggest challenges that you guys did not expect in this entrepreneurial startup journey? That's a great question, especially the ones that you don't expect. And I think at the beginning, when you start out, you're going to think maybe raising around or technology or marketing. But really, I think it's about the people, the team that you build and building the right team and the ones that can execute that. Because, for example, I'm more in charge of what's going, what we're going to do with marketing, what we're going to do with partnerships, with content, different writers. And at the end of the day, you can do you can do a lot of stuff for free. You can bootstrap it. You can do content marketing. You can do SEO. You can reach out to people, have a following, and pitch it to them. And if it makes sense, then you can partner up with them. And and so really, I think it's it's the right team. Manolo, I think also has has something yeah. to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the tech side of things, um, technology is predictable. So. Uh, if you're encountering a lot of unexpected challenges, um, then, well, you're not doing a really good job as an engineer because uh, that's that side of things is predictable. I believe it. I believe there's. I wanted to ask you guys about you know the the origins of the idea. Normally, normally some people find a need and they fill it, you know, and sometimes. Sometimes you need to make the customer or, or the client aware of a need that they didn't know they had. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what, what was the reason behind Loop Media? How did it all start? Well, it definitely did start kind of by making a lot of mistakes and a very rough, rough idea that when, when you start to take on the journey, you start to improve it and remove the things that don't work. And we've definitely pivoted. Um, the origins of the idea were more of a, of a hypothesis and kind of doing some market research and realizing there wasn't a problem. And we launched the first version of it. And I'm sorry that there was a, a problem with, uh, with social media today and with, with its negative side effects of how it's set up. And so launching a first version just based on that, which was the filter bubbles and the language barriers. And that didn't really solve an immediate pain. So we had to talk to our users. We had to really look for that, that, that what was missing and it was um, being a solution. And so we saw that a lot of young people, especially people that are studying journalism, international relations, communications, or just people that are interested in what's going on around the world. They want to kind of express it and publish it and uh, show that to the world. They won't get published by big newspapers yet. So they need to use platforms like WordPress or Blogspot, and they need to learn about tech, they need to learn about design, about SEO, about marketing, a lot of things that take time, even money, and it's not really anything, it doesn't have to do with, with writing. And they don't want to do that, they just want to create, publish, and 
and get some visibility. A lot of them are using Instagram now. It's not really a platform to publish articles. Um, some of them are not so convinced to use LinkedIn. And there are alternatives, but there's not something that definitely solves their, their pain directly. So before we started, you know, and I mentioned it in my, in my intro, filter bubbles. You know, yeah. what is a filter bubble? Manolo, could you expand on that? Yeah. Um, yeah. For example, um, you can take any, any actual social media, uh, uh, like uh, TikTok, for example. And the default experience in TikTok is that the algorithm, just by default, it will detect what language your phone is on. And it will just show you content in that language. So just by default, you're missing on, especially if your language is not English, you will be missing on 90% of the whole content and of, of all the users. So we want to break those barriers. We want a single whole community, not just divisions by language or algorithms. Got it. Got it. So I, it's it also just language related or is it content related as well like what i'm seeing is it's limited to just my surroundings yeah it's it's also definitely content um so we're more in the space of like what of, of like politics and current events and and that's different that what social media was kind of meant for which is entertainment but social media has become the way that we keep up with uh with current events and with politics even and but social media is made to keep giving you the same type of entertaining content. So if you like burgers, for example, you're not, it's not going to show you vegan food. If you like tennis, it's not going to show you boxing and, and so on. So that's great if you're looking for entertainment. But when it comes to what's going on around the world, just regurgitating always the same perspective. We've seen how it can lead to different, to radicalizations, to populisms. I mean, you don't share um, different points of view. And it's like... We're from Spain, so we can compare with the with Madrid Barça. Now that it's like politics, it looks it's very tribal, right? It's very like Madrid Barça, and, and that's not the case ever. Uh, and so, for a good example is like during the elections in the U.S., there was a red feed on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter for the Republicans, and there's a blue feed for the Democrats. For Brexit, there was a pro-Brexit feed, and there was a against Brexit feed. None of these groups really interact with each other, and we think that's very dangerous. So that's kind of what we were like, as I was saying before, we, we like, that was the main idea and really connecting, as Manolo said, like the community, which was definitely tough to do. And um, we've, we launched that first version, but we weren't really breaking any filter bubbles with a few users. So we had to go towards the, towards the, what's our pain. So we've kept the vision, but we've kind of changed up the, the angle of, of being a tool to create and publish. It's just that the way that we segment the content uh, that is being published, is not with the typical timeline and algorithms. And there's also translation added to articles, comments. So how do you guys tackle the language barrier? So first of all, um, all the content in the app is translatable. So every article and every comment has next to it a handy translate button, button with a whole lot of languages. and. Well, we also we always have in mind that all the content that is going to be added in the app and the platform is going to be translatable. And then, well, 
it's also not just about languages, about translation, because uh, you can um, almost every app has in some kind of translation. Uh, it's also about the algorithms, how you will be seeing content from other languages that you're going to have to translate. Because, uh, like I said, it's not just about translation. Uh, what all the what all the other apps do is that they just uh, they just will show you content in your language, so you won't have a chance to see or translate other content. So we we got free of these language algorithms. How many languages are you are we can can we expect to be able to translate articles into? So. Right now, um, we have like, I know the exact number, but yeah, between, between 10 and 20, but uh, it's kind of, well, it's really easy for us to add new languages. So uh, it's not going to be an issue for, uh, as long as we see the community growing from other languages, we can easily add new ones. Awesome. So. How does, we already spoke about the filter bubble and now mm -hmm. how you guys are tackling the language barrier. How do they work together to expand my awareness on, on media and what's happening? Yeah, yeah. Um, so as Manolo says, basically that the algorithm is not gonna put you in places where you're gonna find different cultures that speak different languages. So the whole filter bubble thing is that, for example, uh, my timeline since I'm from Spain, it's just filled with the brands, the institutions, the personalities from Spain. Same thing happens to someone from Indonesia, Nigeria, Brazil, uh, Austria, the US. And you don't really come across different these different filter bubbles. Everyone is is in is in their own little is in their own little box. So even if there's translation, for example, in Facebook uh, or in Instagram or in YouTube, you're not really gonna come across. Um, you're, it's, you're not going to come across a time where you need to use it because you're just not going to come across Arab content or Russian or from Nigeria or from Indonesia. For example, <laughs> there's a bunch of different places. In theory, then, I'll be able to, because I mean, normally right now, I get fed from my, the world around me. Like I'm here in Miami, so I get Fox, I get, I get uh, CNN, I get my local news. When it comes to Ukraine, for example, now with Loop Media, I'll be able to see my local stuff, but also get news from other sources, like they say Ukrainian sources or European sources, and be fed automatically into my feed, right? Will they be translated right away or would I have to select that? Uh, for now, you need to click to select translate and then translate in the language you want to. I want, we want to implement the feature where each user chooses the language and they get their own language that they consume content with, and then it translates automatically. But we don't really have a feed. Um, that's the whole okay. idea. That's how, we, that's how we break the filter bubbles, because if you have a feed, you're just consuming what the algorithm gives you. So we have got the it. 3D map. We got the 3D map in the app, and then on the web, you can choose the regions, because the way that we segment the content is by regions. So... Um, that's actually important because, for example, now everyone's looking at what's happening in Ukraine. It seems like we're connected with the world. But we forgot about Afghanistan. There's still things going on there. We forgot about Myanmar. There's still a situation there. Ethiopia. There's still a situation there. So what we do is that 
you choose what region you want to go to. I want to see the content that's going on in Africa, or that's going on in Latin America or in Asia. And that's how you kind of break free from that algorithm. And then whatever content you see is created by, by users, by writers. We do have a we do have like a control for misinformation, hate speech, and you know, just a quality control of what gets published. But really anyone, it can be, it can be a person, it can be a brand, it can be a magazine, it can be a news source that's publishing on the platform. And and the people choose what they what they consume without language barriers. That's where the language barriers come in. I like the no feed idea because all all I was saying it's all your feed, your feed, your feed, because that's all that's all the social media that we consume, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, it's all a feed. So I like the no feed idea that you know I get to choose. And by having no feed, I have it forces me to explore, right? And it's in its own essence. So it's pretty cool. Um, also you mentioned on your, your app, you have a 3d world map, right? Which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Now I first came across a similar concept when it came with radio from around the world. So you're cool. You can move the globe and you could pick radio stations, but in your case, you're going to be able to pick news from around the world. So you could be, oh, I'm going to see what's in Australia and then bing, select, select some news. And it's going to be, trying, I mean, it's English, so it's not going <laughs> to Australian English to American English, but so my next question I'm thinking for you guys is, you know, where are you guys in your development stage? I know you guys have the website, you got the app. Where are you guys? So right now, um, well, uh, the content is the most important part of our platform. So the writers are who make the content. So right now we are focusing on the writers and their opinion and their, and their feedback. So right now our platform is mostly populated by some writers we have selected. And we are, we are focusing on optimizing the writer's experience because once, we, once the writer's experience is optimized, then the content creation will be optimized. And then if the, if the content is optimized, then the reader experience will be will be better. So we're starting with the writer's perspective, optimizing that, and then our next stage will be to optimize the all the readers' experience. Okay. And right now, if I was a writer, I can contribute to the platform. Yeah, um, you can contribute, and and we will be gladly. Uh, uh, welcome you and and have you to receive your feedback. How was how was the launch? The soft launch you guys did. It was it was interesting. Also unexpected things. Uh, we we like it was a very soft launch. So we're not ready yet to to have a lot of people. Uh, we're just trying to kind of like refine everything. But we saw, for example, that as soon as the first writers started publishing, they started sharing the articles, uh, people started coming in. Uh, there's been a few comments, so that's a bit of network effects, which is a good sign. We saw that there's people just coming in without us even having been active right now on social media, having really been doing a lot of SEO, doing any content marketing. Uh, and, and that's a good sign. And it's also a sign that we need to kind of pick up the pace. I think that was the biggest, the biggest um, the biggest learning 
lesson from from the soft launch is that it can't really be a two-man show anymore so we also started expanding the team a little bit and and now it's just all about executing quickly and properly so as part of the startup journey you guys are doing everything you know yourselves basically so how does the marketing look like for you guys right now a lot of organic i'm sure yeah yeah definitely so since we've done a first launch um we already talked to we already had some users and some people it was kind of like the same but they weren't the ones writing the content uh we were and and so for example that's like partnerships and content that's been that's been for free and uh, different marketing there's a lot of organic marketing that you can do such as content marketing uh you can do the seo which manolo helps us optimize it with all the code uh you can do you can reach out to different people that have like larger followings on social media, pitch them the ideas if they want to partner up. And then those people can push a video that you can create on, on Instagram, on YouTube and so on. So the marketing is definitely looking organic and um, yeah, Manolo can talk about the tech also. You know, from organic uh, growth, uh, our most important uh, feature is the sharing button. And also, well, uh, you know, uh, if the content is good, people will be uh, will be more eager to share the content. So, yeah, if we that's why we are also making sure the content is is uh, of the most quality. Got it. If funding, where are we with with the funding? What stage are you guys in? So for now, we bootstrapped everything. Uh, we haven't really done a, a round and we're seeing how far we can go by bootstrapping everything um, and with the metrics that we can get. And then we'll see we'll see what makes sense. Uh, right now, we're very excited about next month where we're just putting in a few writers, optimizing the product with their feedback, repeating that process until the platform kind of fills up with content, articles, writers, and then we'll start doing all the marketing and and then we'll just see where where that goes. It's pretty unpredictable. And and Manolo, is it easy to implement people's feedback? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, once you receive feedback, uh, you can have all sort of, uh, you know, there are all kinds of feedback. Uh, I, we try to, well, uh, get all the feedback together and then think what are the things that we have to prioritize but of course if someone wants the our platform to make dinner for you uh, there are some kinds of some kind of things that we can do <laughs> i mean we appreciate all the feedback but we have to be realistic sometimes so Miami, no, Miami, Miami is a global city. You know, it's growing fast. There's especially, I want to say these past few months, and we'll be getting a lot of growth in the tech world and the CV world and a lot of, in a lot of areas. So how does Miami come into play? Yeah, Miami is something that's definitely been very, very interesting. And it's becoming like the next startup hub in, in the U.S. And the U.S. already is. The place to be if you're doing startups that's where the most capital is at that's where people really like the entrepreneurial spirit and it's really in the culture so if it would be a blessing to go to miami to to build everything out from there and and especially with the culture uh with a very similar culture 
then we can speak Spanish. <laughs> That's true. And low taxes. <laughs> And to just in closing, I know we are running out of time, but um, where would you guys like to see Loop Media be at? Like, where is that? Let's say, let's say there wasn't a funding limit, there wasn't any limitations. What is the dream that Loop Media can become into? Hmm. Well, um, we well dreaming is free, so if we had. If we had uh, unlimited funding, uh, well, our, our vision would be to have an impact in the world of communication and, and media, uh, and you know, to uh, expand ourselves uh, around all the world, so that everyone's vision can be shared with any other person in the world. So that is that is the kind of impact. Uh, the global impact that we are looking for. Awesome. Gentlemen, Manolo, Santiago, it has been great to have you guys here on the show, getting your story behind your Loop Media project, which is already alive, which is great. And mm-hmm. um, and good luck. And please keep us up to date. Thank you. Thank you. It was Thank a you. pleasure. Yeah.